This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. And forty. That's three four zero of what did you watch this week? My name is Mike, and my name is John. So you were saying right before you hit record, you didn't watch a whole lot this week. Well, I'm looking back at my list, and I guess I watched some important stuff. Yeah. Um, I will say this: did, did you? Okay, remember last week when we talked about Tulsa King, and I was like, no, that had to be the season no, finale. Hold on, hold on. Let me say it. Well, you sure as hell didn't watch the season finale of Tulsa King this week because it was on last week. When yeah. I said it was. Well, that's the thing is, like, didn't you look at IMDb when I said that to you? And, and you were like, oh, we've got a whole other episode to watch. It no, I just IMDb. took your word for it. Oh, I trusted it was you. Literally on IMDb. It said episode 10, January 15th, yeah. 2023. And so I was like, fuck, that, that, because that really played out like a season finale. So I'm it glad that did. it was the season finale. Um. And they've already renewed it for a second season, so you know, yay. Um, but yeah, it uh, it it really threw me off, and I was like, well, I know that I said something, and I'm sure he went and looked, but you didn't go and look, so now I just no, I like took your word shit. for it. And then actually, we went into Paramount Plus the other day because I wanted to see if there was a new episode of 1923, which it's not; it's on hiatus till February. Um, That's weird. Well, they played four episodes hiatus for a month, and then probably the last four episodes. That's kind of how that's working out, it looks like. It, you don't see that often on streaming services, though. That's why it's weird. No, I, and I get that. <clears throat> um, but it said Tulsa King, all episodes streaming now. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Stand by one. Mm-hmm. And I looked, and yeah, so. But anyhow, I watched uh, two new shows. Um, I watched one that I'm aware of, and I finished a couple shows. I finished three shows. Holy crap. I did not watch Quantum Leap. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's too bad. I uh, just didn't get around to it. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of football to be watched. It's the playoffs. Wild card Which is weekend. so weird to hear you say. Like, if it was wrestling, I'd understand, but... I've always liked football. I, I know that you've always, uh, wa- uh, you know, had enjoyment of it, but it's just... I, it's never been something that has come up as, oh, I've got to watch the football. Well, um, I don't know. I do find I enjoy it more and more as time goes by, I guess. Okay. Um... Yeah, like there's a football. The the Buccaneers are playing against the Cowboys today, and I hate the Cowboys, so I hope the Buccaneers wipe the floor of them. It's very unusual to have a a, a Monday night wild card game. Mm. So, uh, but any uh, any hue, as they say. Um, I watched two new shows. I did finish a show. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Let's jump into it, I reckon. Um, so one of the new shows I watched was Velma. Uh, I I gave the elevator pitch to Julia, and she was, like, beaming, and she's like, yes, yes, so much fucking yes, I will watch the shit out of that. And I was like, great. So the other night, I was like, hey, let's put on a show, and we saw that there were two episodes. She goes, no, 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 let's let it back up a little bit. I want to I wanna have a lot of them to be able to watch. Okay, so I watched the first two episodes. Um, it is a prequel to Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? So it is before the gang has gotten together. Uh, Velma, as I believe, is of <clears throat> Indian descent now. Yeah, uh, Mindy Kaling does her voice. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy, who's just going by Orville, is is black. <clears throat> um, and yep. he, and, uh, uh, and then Daphne, I believe, is Asian. Oh, okay. Uh, and and adopted and has two Is Scooby moms. a cat? Scooby's not in it. Okay. And Fred is Fred. Okay. Uh, I really don't want to give much more away than that. <clears throat> um, other than to say I enjoyed the first two episodes. It was... You cannot go into this going... Having like, all right, so if you loved Scooby-Doo or are you growing up on that? And then you loved Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated because it was like a modernized version of your favorite gang, except maybe a little bit darker. And then the elongated storyline that went over the whole 52 episodes and everything, which, by the way, I thought Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated was just absolutely fantastic. And you think you're going to go into this and have that same Scooby-Doo feeling? You are not. Uh, This is TVMA. There is animated nudity. There's a girl shower scene. A very long one with soap in all <laughs> the right places. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a departure from what you think it's going to be. That being said, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. And I'm looking forward to the uh, to more episodes. It's going to be two episodes every Thursday. Okay. Or I think twelve episodes, or eight up, ep- or ten episodes, something like that. Ten or twelve episodes. Okay. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. I, I I am looking forward to it. Um, it's good to hear that you are digging on it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just we're gonna wait for them to be. Not backed up, but like have a number of them to watch rather than, you know, watch yeah. it week to week. Looks like there's going to be 10 episodes. So, OK, so five yeah. weeks worth. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, Connors is still good. Uh, Kate and I watched a couple more episodes of Welcome to the Chippendales. Mm. Um, we have, I believe, three episodes left. OK. Um, sincerely, it's it is a great show. It is very, like it is it is very dark as far as like if this is really really true like what you know the, the the shitty business partners that these people were and just all kinds of things like it's it's like two guys that never should have gotten into business with each other to begin with gotcha and uh, when they did it just um, yeah it's just not going well. Um, I, I've enjoyed the first five episodes so far. Um, like I said, we only have three left. I can't imagine we're getting a second season out of this. You know what no, I mean? You, you think that it's just like, this is the origin story and we're done. 
Yeah, basically, because I don't know how the show ends, but I feel like I know how the show is going to end based on what happened in real life. Um, and I just don't see them dragging two two seasons out of this. Because they're moving along at a pretty rapid pace. Okay. So. You know. Well, that's good to know. I mean, a limited series can be enjoyable. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's enjoyable knowing that you've yeah. got an end to it. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with a single season of a show if it tells its whole story. You know? Yes. It's like, uh, what was the, the recently I was reading? Oh, yeah, the Friday the 13th, the series thing. Uh, the person that was pitching it, you know, like there's a lot of news in that thing I shared with you. And I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like he's basically saying he has a four season story he wants to tell. You know, mm-hmm. like he has a beginning, a middle and end. So hopefully he gets his four seasons because it was only picked up for one season. Right. So hopefully he gets his four seasons so we can tell his complete story. You know, yep. Supernatural told a great story in five seasons. Then we got 10 <laughs> bonus seasons. Uh-huh. You know, that the majority it was un- completely unnecessary. So, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> but anywho. Um, yeah. Uh, we watched, 1923 uh, we're caught up on. Oh, yeah, because you said they're on hiatus. Yeah. You're not going to watch the English, I'm assuming. No. no. I'm just going to take it off. The list. Uh, I have not watched any more Wednesday. I actually tried to, and then Netflix was being a dick. Uh, On my TV, like every streaming service will work, and then I'll try to load up Netflix, and then it's just like hyperlocks and hyperfreezes and automatically restarts the TV, or it freezes and it goes back to the beginning, like to the menu. So then you have the TV menu. So then you have to restart the TV, and then Netflix will work. It's It's just absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Have you tried uninstalling the app and then reinstalling the app? I have. Hmm. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it hasn't always been this way on this TV. It's a Roku TV. It hasn't always been this way, but man, the last, how long, honey, do you think? Nine months to, to a year? That's way too long. Like, if you had said the past three months, I'd say, oh, well, it's probably like the most recent patch. Or yeah, something. how long has Netflix been stupid? Yeah. And my wife just said forever. So everything else works fine, but Netflix just has difficulty with it. So I just said screw it. I ended up putting the X, my X Files uh, season 11 Blu ray in. I've watched um, four episodes of that now. Nice. It's great. Still just as good? Oh, it really is. Like, it really is. Is this the season with the Wear Human? That was season 10. Okay. Yeah, this season's got a. Um, an episode which was really cleverly done quite frankly um okay so this is all about the mandela effect it's called the lost art of forehead sweat yeah oh my god yes and it's basically like where they talk about the Mandela effect, which is actually called like the Mengele effect. And we have this guy named Reggie who's like, I started the X-Files. And it's like, no, you didn't. And like the whole episode, we have this guy and he's telling us like, oh, how he was in all these adventures with Mulder and Scully. So they're showing old clips with him stuck into them and how like 
the aliens have made us forget them. And then there's this guy named Dr. There's, there's this guy called Dr. They. When everyone talks about they, they're talking about him. And he's mm -hmm. the one that causes all this stuff to happen. And it's just, it's hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. The whole thing is funny the way they do it. And honestly, the greatest part is at the end when, like, Scully finds his file and talks about who he is and all these jobs he's had. And, like, the ambulance shows up to haul him away back to the sanitarium and, you know, and they, they, they straight jacket it up. And they still have no memory of who this guy is. And the ambulance is pulling away and Skinner looks inside and he looks up and goes, where are they going with Reggie? Like, that's the best <laughs> part of the whole episode. Yep. <laughs> when he's like, that is that was just where are they taking Reggie? Um, so yeah, so that it was just, I don't know. It was a really well, well done episode. Um, and it doesn't surprise me, you know, it was written by Darren Morgan who has written, wrote some of the best X-Files episodes like Clyde Buckman's final repose. Mm -hmm. Um, nice. yeah, he, he's written so many good episodes of the X-Files. Um, he wrote Molly and Skulldiverse, the were monster. He wrote Jose Chung's from outer space, uh, like he all the funny episodes of the X Files. He wrote Humbug, uh, War of the I can't pronounce it, Copper Hangins, whatever. Like all the funniest episodes of the X Files he wrote, as well as uh, Millennium. He did Jose Chung's Doomsday Defense in Millennium, and he did Somehow Satan Got Behind Me, which again are two great, hilarious like comedy style episodes. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. Darren Morgan's Darren Morgan's funny. Yeah, I, I would agree on that, just based on the ones that you just listed off. Yeah. So, did you watch any Doctor Who? I'm sorry, I believe I cut you off. No, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I just figured we were covering all the shows that we watched. Um, did watch some Doctor Who. We watched the uh, two-part uh, Under the Lake and then Before the Flood. Because we were just going to watch nice. one episode, and uh, it Can't. ends, Under the Lake ends with, you know, there's a new ghost. Oh, it's the Doctor. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. so I was like, do you want to watch it? Yeah, I want to watch the next one. So yeah, you can't, uh, you can't just do that. And then of course he starts off that episode with talking about the bootstrap paradox. You know, how did Beethoven come to be? You know, a time traveler goes back in time to meet Beethoven, brings all of his sheet music. Beethoven isn't there. There's no Beethoven, but he has all the sheet music. So he plays the concertos and basically becomes Beethoven. So how did he get the sheet music in the first place? The bootstrap paradox, and I love it. It was just, it was so good. Um, and then we did watch um, the girl who died, the uh, one with Maisie Williams in the Viking Village. Yep, yep, yep. Excellent episode. Um, the the fake Odin, and you know the Doctor's kind of powerless and helpless, and he's like, "Yep, we're just going to leave," and she convinces him to stay and help the village. Um, excellent episode uh ended kind of it, it reminded me of the uh, queen song who wants to live forever from highlander you know yes how you got the the camera spinning around Maisie williams and the super fast time lapse because now she's effectively immortal and so it's spinning around and at first she's smiling and then when it comes back around she looks like pissed and then it just like zooms in on her eyes and you're like oh so great stuff um, we also finished season two of the white Lotus. Uh, we predicted some of the stuff that was going to happen. Um, it's still effectively a show about 
pretty much terrible people. Um, not terrible as in like murderers and thieves and stuff like that, but just really not great people. You know, they're all flawed. They're all damaged. Um, and the, the thing is by the end of the season in both seasons, the like people don't necessarily learn a lesson. Um, the, the bad people continue to be bad. The shitty people continue to be shitty. It's still a good ride. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was definitely enjoyable. I definitely do recommend it. Um, but there's no happy endings here. <clears throat> and, uh, for when you catch up, I will say that I finished season two of Alice in Borderland. I haven't even watched the first episode yet. So as far as I can tell, and this is all I'll say about it. As far as I can tell, this is the end of the series. Like, okay. like they, ended it and i know that this is based on a, a graphic novel so i'm assuming that that's what it is but yeah like this was ended finished like let me ask you this two. was it good yes was it worth watching yes the the games are even more insidious this time because they're face card ones okay. um they're still for the most part, like kids games essentially. And they even make a point of that later on to talk about how these are just kid games. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it was, it was worth watching. Um, it really fucks with you in the last episode, uh, as they're trying to explain what is going on, what the world is. Uh, but yeah, I would suggest you, you enjoyed the first season. I wouldn't, I would suggest watching this season. Um, and yeah. Okay. I'm embarrassed to say this, but the wife and I have been watching way too many episodes of low decks. Yeah. She typically watches them and then I get sucked in. And it's not like it's phenomenal television, but it is just somehow sort of addicting. Okay. In fact, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, she's turning it on right now. <laughs> Does this mean we need to stop recording because you're going to get distracted? No, no, I can just see it in the other. I, I can. I, I just happen to lean over. And I can see the TV from the dining room table, and that's what she's got keyed up. Um. It's not like, again, it's it's reality television, which I've never really been a fan of. Uh, and but it's, it's so just, easy to suck you into it. It is just it's so easy to suck you in. You know, it's mm -hmm. just it's these overly rich people on these private charter yachts where they leave like a twenty thousand dollar tip at the end. And it's just the drama that goes on between the between the crew and themselves. And then like the snobby charter guests or whatever it is. I mean, it's just. It's not compelling television by any means, but it's simple, it's mindless, and it does suck you into the drama. And then you sit there and go, like, how can someone have so much friggin' drama in their life? <laughs> but they do. They certainly do. Yep. So anyhow... Uh, you said you didn't watch Quantum Leap, so I'm going to hang on to that. Did not watch now. Quantum Young Rock. Um, so this week's episode was about Young Rock learning. Well, Rock talking. You know, every episode's the same. It's the Rock telling a story about his life at some point in his life where he learned a valuable lesson, right? 
Yep. Uh, I don't know how this show has managed to hit three seasons, to be honest. Um, I'm not <laughs> he, upset. He about learned it. a lot of lessons, apparently. Yeah. I mean, like, truthfully, I'm I'm not upset about it at all. I, I actually thoroughly enjoy the show. I do, uh, too. This week's episode, which was um, going heavy. Mm. I think there's only one episode left. Probably. Uh, every other. Well, no, because every other season has been 11 or 12 episodes. And so there probably is four more left then. Um, so this is about. The Rock and learning how to navigate the locker room, you know, uh, and how to treat everybody. And it's funny because they they introduce a, a guy named like Chad McFrost in the episode. Yeah, and, I was going to ask you about him. And I like how the uh, the ambassadors like, oh, I'm sorry, I watched the Attitude Era. There was nobody named Chad McFrost. No, no, just stick with the story. And then later on, you see it again, Chad McFrost, blah blah blah. And then you're like, no, 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 no. There's no Chad McFrost. Clearly, this is an alias for someone, and you don't want to say what his name is. And The Rock goes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, honestly, there's no one I can think of during that actual time frame in the WWE who was a top guy that would have been burying him like that. And that would have injured time. his leg and been out for six months. Yeah, like I, I it doesn't line up. But also, some of the clips they were showing of The Rock, like, like when he presented the nation with Rolexes and he gave uh, Ron Simmons a portrait of himself, mm-hmm. that happened early on. The ladder <laughs> match at SummerSlam was in '99, and but then him singing. In the ring, how Cleveland sucks with the leather vest and the leather pants and the sunglasses. That didn't happen until like 2003. So oh, the, the okay. show is so the show plays is playing a little fast and heavy with timeline. So I think it's actually Goldberg is who he's talking about when he was in the WWE. Oh, um, because also the Chad McFrost had a Goldberg tattoo, similar tattoo on his arm. And didn't Goldberg end up going right to WCW? Well, this was after he left WCW. He was in the WWE in 2003. Yeah. And Chad McFrost was played by, um, uh, uh, was it Fred Rosser? Yeah. Who was in WWE later on, um, but he wasn't in the WWE then. But anyways, he doesn't have that tattoo on his arm. So I feel like because they made a point of putting that tattoo on his arm. That. So somebody like me wouldn't know that, but somebody like you who is, you know, eats, sleeps and breathes wrestling would be like, I recognize that tattoo. I know who they're alluding to. Yeah. Let's see here. Actually, now that I'm, I'm trying to say, oh, so according to this, they're going to say, I just Googled it. According to this chat, they're trying to say Chad Frost was uh, HPK. Really? Yeah. Oh, the leg injury out for six months. Back injury, but um, again, the the time frame doesn't work out because of when Shawn Michaels was injured and when he left the WWE because he 
Yeah, I mean, maybe that's But he what was happened. definitely part of Attitude Nation. At, the, the, the Attitude Era, yeah. Attitude Era, yeah. Yeah, Shawn Michaels most definitely was. And that would, that would I guess, line up and kind of make sense. It's just that, the, the, again, the latter match was in 99. In 98, Shawn Michaels went out of the WWE for four and a half years. And The Rock wasn't the star he was. But I guess he could have been talking shit about Michaels from the sidelines. I mean, from The Rock on the sidelines. So uh, maybe it is Shawn Michaels. But um, irregardless, uh, a lot of what he said about, like, Brian Alvarez, the character we meet this week, who still works for The Rock today. um, Hmm. Oh, that's cool to know. Yeah, really was a writer in the WWE for years. And... Basically, you know, when he first started, The Rock is the only one that listened to him. And I'd be like, hey, what do you got for me this week? You know, and. Um, yeah, I, I did like that. Like, you know, that, how all the other stars were just like, fuck off. Yeah. And he was basically like, hey, if you can give me something, I'll work with you. Yeah, but that's that's basically. Um, yeah, that's basically who he was. So I thought that was kind of cool how. That's kind of true. Yeah. So. I like that. And to know that he's still working with him today. Yeah. Uh, so not Brian Alvarez. Brian Gewurz. Sorry. Brian Gewurz. Uh, Brian Alvarez is a journalist. Used to be a wrestler. But yeah, Brian Gewurz. So anyways, yeah, he's still working for The Rock today. And what's also funny is he Brian Gewurz is one of the executive producers of, of Young Rock. <laughs> Makes absolute sense. If he's been writing for him all these years, then he'd be like, I remember some of this stuff. Yeah. So. <sighs> but anyhow. What about the rookie? Didn't watch it. Uh, there's a gang war because um, what's his name there that I can't even think of. Remember the guy who like last season was harassing Wesley and his family. Yes, yes, the one that Wesley almost lost his job about because yep. he helped him save his wife. So he's back. I don't fucking care. Uh, and Chen, to keep the show grounded in a little bit of realism, um, Chen dealt with a DV case where the woman basically like came to a, a class and kind of was asking questions about domestic violence. And then, you know, it turns out that her partner is beating her and – um she, uh, you know, Chen tries to get her to stop, or, you know, leave the guy. And he just basically like, she belongs to me. They get into a fight. He almost kicks Chen's ass, you know, the, the typical kind of stuff. And then, you know, she gets the upper hand on him afterwards. I'm trying to look though, because I recognized, I thought you had stopped watching the show, John. Uh, it's, oh, Okay. Drew Fuller. He looked familiar. I thought that he was, um, oh, he was Chris from the early Charm series. That's why he looked familiar. Yeah, he was the abuser. Uh, yeah, I I did wa- stop watching the show, and uh, what happens is it pops up on Hulu, and I'm like, oh, I'll throw that on the background while I'm playing a game or something. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That's it. <coughs> um, ghosts. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, I like Ghosts. It's a great show. I was just talking to Kate. Like, I, again, I can't believe we've got three seasons of this show. Um, and it's hilarious. And it's it keeps getting better and better. Um, so last season we had 13 episodes, but then they were like, surprise, here's five more. Yes. So we got up to 18. This season, that was just episode 12. It's only listed out to episode 13. So I don't know if they'll surprise us again or if we're going to have to wait for season three after this next week's episode. Well, that's what I mean. It got renewed for a third season, so it'd be great if we got more episodes. But either way. The next um, one doesn't come out till February 2nd, by the way. All right. So we got a little hiatus action going on. Yep. That's not uncommon. Nope. Nope. Usually we get uh, the the the, uh, the hiatus around for the holidays, and then it comes back for shows come back for two three weeks, and then another short hiatus for some reason. But right, I mean, you think it's the winter time, the weather sucks. We don't want to go inside, so. (laughs) So were you like me, uh, and expecting that Freddie didn't really have a girlfriend when he was talking about having a girlfriend? Yes, I one hundred percent thought that she was going to be made up. Yep, me too. Then when he was actually having problems with her and then he actually she broke up with him and he was heartbroken. I'm like, oh, no, this is real. I loved Hetty being like, don't talk to your servant that way. They're the help. <laughs> yep. You know, don't ask them about their life. Don't do this. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I like how Sam got involved anyways and then it backfired. I liked how Hetty and Trevor kept having their little like sexual tension throughout the episode. <laughs> yes. I like how she talked Trevor into like opening up like the. So it allowed to overbook the hotel. Yes. The reservation system. And then Sam lost it on Friday and he quit, but then they begged him to come back. And... So this is twice now that they have either fired him or berated him so that he left. Yeah. And I, I hope that the, I hope he stays on. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Well, I think they have to now because, you know, like the episode ends with because, you know, Freddie put a camera in to watch the front desk. Why aren't you the one that works the front desk? Got to keep myself honest. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I checked the, the videotape when that time when, you know, during the time when the uh, the changes happened and there's nobody there. And then he zooms in. He can see the buttons pushing down. Uh-huh. And I love they're like, oh, he's not going to let this one go. <sighs> nope. Nope. Next episode is called Ghost Hunter. Ghost Hunter. And that's going to be the season finale, allegedly. Yes. So I'm wondering if either he's going to find some proof or if they're going to have to, like, get rid of him again. I'm glad we get to see Cheyenne's character. Um, fun little story with Zaz where he was basically, like, flirting with her and kissing her. But then Alberta was like, oh, yeah, life on the road. She gets to go wherever she wants and she gets to travel around and see different people every night. So Zaz, of course, gets immediately jealous and kind of asks her because because she's implied that she basically sleeps with every that she had a guy at every town and no one knew and no one else knew. You know, they didn't know of each other and everything. Yep. So he thinks that, you know, his girlfriend's doing that. And she talks about how when she stays at this one house with. Freddie and his girlfriend, then there's a, uh, an ex leatherhead football player who's jacked and, uh, he's so funny and charming. Uh, but then when they break up, he goes back to live with his mom. And so the only person there is the firefighter who, you know, he died because somebody crashed into him because they got distracted by his six pack that was showing. He was so ripped. Laid it on thick and not realizing, but. 
I like it when uh, when they make up and she goes to hug Zaz and she walks straight forward and reaches the end of her tether and basically turns back around. She's like, yeah, cute, nice. <sighs> yep. Good Great stuff. Great show. So much fun. Um, I saw, I don't know if I had actually sent it to you, but Paramount is going to be having a live action D and D series. So we've got the movie coming, but Paramount is now doing a live action D and D scripted series. And, uh, I sent that to my D and D group and, uh, Ivy was like, wow, they've got all the star Treks and now they're going to have this. I guess I should get Paramount plus. I, I feel like there were some other shows and I'm like, ghost is phenomenal. And honestly, Tulsa King is better than it has any right to be. <laughs> like, yep. And, uh, yeah, it's true. Like Paramount has some good shows on it. Movies. Eh. Uh Oh, Mike is summoning someone. No, I just got a high five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, those are clean clothes. Don't put it in that basket, please. Um, yeah, Paramount's actually got quite a bit of stuff. Like if you've never subscribed before and you go subscribe now, you get, uh, you got start, you got Picard, mm-hmm. the two seasons of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Lower Decks is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I can't give Discovery a hard sell, quite frankly, because I second can't. season was great. Second first, season was phenomenal. First and third, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. First was a slog. Third was a drain. But the second season was so good. And because it set up the strange next, new worlds, which is you. <laughs> phenomenal, a phenomenal, Just phenomenal. Yep. Um, plus, like you said, Tulsa King better than it has any right to be. 1880, 1883 was good. 1923 is good. Um, plus, they, if you like Criminal Minds and CSI, you can watch them on that as well. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right now, I'm actually at a quandary because my Paramount Plus for the year is set to renew later this week. And I'm trying to debate and decide if I want to do the Showtime or not. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was considering that as well because of Yellow Jackets specifically. Like every time I turn around, I'm yeah. seeing more and more people talking about how amazing Yellow Jackets is and how wonderful of a show it is. And they can't wait for the second season. And this is the reason that TV is so good and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Like I've debated the same. I haven't watched the first season of Yellow Jackets yet. I haven't either. I meant to when I had that free trial and I was doing um, Dexter and I just never got around to it. And now I'm regretting it. Although maybe it's one of those, like, I'm kind of glad because I don't know what I'm missing. Yeah. I mean, is Ted Lasso ever coming back? Allegedly. Because that's another one too. Like that, that makes me go like, do I want to sign up for Apple plus or or keep my Apple TV plus because you know, like I like Ted Lasso. I still can't believe that you haven't watched any of Severance. Like it was just up for so many awards. I think it actually won a Golden Globe. <sighs> Severance is so good. That's what happened. Yeah, I know. You're you're looking up Ted Lasso now, aren't you? Well, I'm trying to see if we're getting another season. That and like. I was also trying to figure out, you know, oh, are we getting any of um Oh, not only that, but like is is that M Night Shyamalan show any good? Oh yeah, the one that has like 3 seasons and I've never watched a single one. Yeah. Servant. 
Yeah, I can't decide if that's something I want to watch or not. I started watching the third season of Mythic Quest the other day, but I had it on like I was playing a game on one monitor and I had Mythic Quest on the other monitor, but it kept like it would run for like 10 seconds and then freeze. And then I'd have to like back it up and then it would run for like a minute and then freeze. And it just kept doing it over and over again. So I don't know if that was my browser or if yeah. that was the show itself. But what was that? What was that show we got on CW that was really good? Supernatural. No, fuck no, no the 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 video the gaming one we got the two seasons. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Pixel. Dead Pixels. Pixel. Pic, it, no. I think it was Dead Pixels. Oh, Dead Pixels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that one was like, great. That was a great show. That's something I'd watch again. I don't. Yep. We're getting. I don't think we're getting any more of those. No, I don't think that we are. I think that one's done. Yeah. done. I mean, we got a second season that came out in 2021, and then nothing since then. Nope. But, uh, I don't know, I was going to bring this to my news later, but after two years, Warriors coming back for a third season. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was on Cinemax um, for the first two seasons, and I was watching... Uh, uh, the Last of Us, right? Yeah. And they had a little video package on before of what's coming to HBO Max, and fucking Warrior Season 3 is coming later this year. Huh. And that was on 2009. That, I mean, that, that'll be three years from Season 2 to Season 3. But apparently they just finished, uh, finished uh, filming it. Huh. In November. Interesting. Like, I didn't hear anything about that. No. Well, it's kind of like um, Hunters, how that just kind of came out of nowhere and uh, surprised the shit out of us. Yeah. Doesn't that start later this month? No, that's on now. Like all the episodes are available now. Hunter season two is all available now. It is. Oh, shit. Yep. I did not watch any of it this week. OK, well, I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, it came out this past Friday, I believe. Thursday, maybe. Oh, okay. Because Amazon does weird stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, right now, I have... uh, I have Paramount Plus with Showtime, and it's $130 for the year, which is like, you know, 11 bucks a month, which isn't bad, ultimately. Right. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, do I want to keep that? Do I want to switch plans? Mm. Do I want to cancel it? Yeah, it seems like sometimes you can get deals if you aren't subscribed to either one of them. You know, you they're like, oh, if you're a new subscriber, you can get this for this. Yeah. But you're already subscribed to that, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do there. I haven't figured it out, but you know, I got two days to figure it out basically (laughs) because the 19th is when it renews and it's like, do I really need to spend that money? Yeah, I can't. Hold on a second. He muted himself so I can see his mouth moving and he's leaning, looking out into the living room, talking to somebody. But 
can't actually make out what he's saying. I've never been good at reading the lips. Oh, I'm glad she does. There's a high-pitched beeping noise coming from the other room, and I don't know what it is. So I muted myself to yell, what's the beeping? And and Kate goes, the boat's lost power, but Captain Sandy has it under control. Don't worry. So were you really on concerned the about the beeping, or were you actually no, no, like, no. trying to No, no, no. I didn't know the if the, beep, the beeping was annoying, and okay, I didn't Mike. know what it was. We understand. I'm not worried about the show, John. <laughs> Trust me, I am not that concerned about it. Okay. I'll finish Wednesday someday, I promise. I'm going to try. Um, you sent me that, that little cartoon, like Netflix is saying to somebody, <laughs> hey, I got this great show you can watch, you know? Yeah, hold on it's a second. Like, Let me Google it. <laughs> oh, it's been canceled after the first season. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Like, <laughs> like that was, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm a great new show you can watch on Netflix right now. Wait, let me just check something. Great new show on Netflix cancels after one season. No thanks. That's how I feel about Blockbuster. Like, I want to finish it, but why bother? Yep. Or um, what was that one that we just – oh, uh, I want to say 1899, the new yep. one from the yep. people that did Dark. Yep. yep. Knowing that it's canceled. Same thing. Yep. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, CSI Vegas had a real good episode this this past week. Um, oh, yeah, real like did they um, catch the bad guy? Yes, they did. Yep. Good. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was a good episode. Again, it's for very formulaic. Nothing earth shattering about it. Same thing with Criminal Minds. You know, uh, this season is a little different because it's really heavy in like one continuous story, not so much Monster of the Week, if you will. Um. But it's still kind of decent stuff. Uh, otherwise, the only other shows I have to talk about is The Last of Us and Willow. What else do you got? I believe that's it for me as well. Uh, yeah, for shows, that's it. Now, I don't want to... It's hard. Yes, yes, you do. Uh, the way I look at it is with Willow, we could talk about it because the season's over. We, yes. we watched the finale. Yes. That was last week. The yeah. Last of Us... We can we can put a disclaimer and say, you know, we're going to be talking about this. But I mean, just in talking with you now, from the moment that I turned on my computer, like there's about 30 different headlines talking about The Last of Us from behind the scenes stuff, interviews. Yeah. What does this mean? What are we teasing here? So I I absolutely think that we should go deep on these every week and then, you know, okay. just let people know it's we're going to be talking about it. So if you don't want to hear it. OK. So that being said, Willow, you Willow. were an episode behind last time. I'm all caught up. I've watched the season finale. Um, before we continue, do we have a new Disney Plus show coming next week? Because it don't... seems like for the last several months in a row, we've had like, you know, a show to watch. Well, no, there is a show currently on that we're not watching. I don't know if you care or not. I noticed the other day. It's that National Treasure TV series. Yes. From the I movies. Yeah, I saw that was playing. It's like seven episodes in already or something. Yeah. So I, clearly I, we missed that. Um, did we, though? But no, I, I don't think that there's anything new on Disney Plus to replace. Because okay. you're right. It's like one gets done and then there's another one right there. So, Willow... I will quote my buddy Brendan when I Brandon when I say what he wrote was just finished Willow a all kinds of pluses about seven of them 
it had no business being that damn good. Yep. And I think you and I have said that from the beginning. Yes. Um, my wife actually kind of watched the last couple episodes with me. She was in the room and it did catch her attention. And she's like, you know, you think I would like something like this, but for some reason, like, like she liked game of Thrones. She liked, um, you know, she's liked uh, hell on wheels or other things like that, that we've watched. Uh, but she really didn't get into Willow that much, even though I kind of watched a lot of the episodes with her, but we Mm -hmm. watched, she watched the last of us with me today. And, uh, when that was done, I got the don't watch one. She wants to watch that one. Okay. So don't watch it without her. Yeah. Don't watch it without me. Um, because that Willow, I, that was excellent. Yes, but Willow, go ahead. Willow, you're right. It, it didn't like. Again, we've gone back and forth on this. You weren't a big fan of the movie when you when we were kids. I was a huge fan of the movie. Um, this every week, like it just finds a way to be more fun, more campy in a good way, um, more ridiculous. Remember last week I had said that there's something that there were two things that I didn't think people were going to talk about. One of them they did. One of them they didn't. Nobody seems to be talking about the fact that the more Elora used magic, the more red her hair got. Like she went from a chalk white blonde yes. to a redhead. And like at first it was just like a streak, like a uh, right. reverse yeah. rope. And then it was more and more. And by the end, she was just all redhead again because when she was a baby, she was a redhead. Yeah, And it was very striking. So the more she used magic, the more her hair became red. And nobody talked about it in the show. Like, nobody made mention of it. Oh, wow, your hair is changing color. Holy crap, your hair is going from blonde to red as you're becoming yeah. more powerful. This seems yeah. to be a correlation between this. Um, kind of bothered me. And I thought that nobody was going to comment on the fact that in uh, the penultimate episode, uh, Grayson fired off magic. Because they just kept riding on, you know, he blew that fury out of the sky and then they just keep riding on. And I'm like, is really, are we glossing over this? Like nobody is going to mention anything about this. <laughs> and then when Willow finally did, I'm like, okay, thank you. I like the story behind it. But I told Julia, I said, I think that he, he's doing it from a place of evil. And she's like, no, I think he's good. And I was like, no, no, no. Remember he's been possessed twice now. Exactly. And, yes. He had previously said, been possessed. I said the one kicker that you have to know, and I'm sure you know this as well, is Elora and Willow, their magic is blue green. His was exactly purple. the color exactly. matters. Evil. Color yeah. does matter. Yeah. So, you know, uh the crone, Bavmorda, it was all red. And mm-hmm. his was purple, which it's it's close to red. You know, it's a combination of red and blue. So maybe they're trying yeah. to say that it's a neutral, you know, where these two have bluish green and evil is red. Maybe they're trying to say that he's in the middle, but I don't know. Like, especially with the PS scene there at the end. So the PS scene, which really wasn't much of a PS scene, but I what I essentially every episode was like a new chapter in a book. Yep. And the PS scene is the book being closed and being put back on the shelf, and there's two more volumes next to it. Yes. The book says volume one, and there's volume two and volume three. So it leads you to believe there's going to be three three seasons. Yep. Which, awesome. If they have laid that out and said, we need three seasons, and Disney said, do yep. three seasons, perfect. 
love that. Give me a beginning, middle, and end. Because it really kind of, like, ended. Like, this could have been the end of things. Yes, it could have been. So what do you think about the whole episode seven being Eric and the Immemorial City? Immemorial City. Yep. And the story of him meeting Lily, uh, well, freeing Lily, I guess. And Mm -hmm. then their whole story that eventually leads to her. Like, we know she's the worm, but he doesn't. And she gets him to. She's the crow. The crow, that's right. Servant of the worm. Thank you. Gets him to drink from the ark or whatever ark of the covenant or whatever chalice it is it's so he be, yeah so he becomes this controlled eric mm-hmm. who'll do anything for the crone which i think that they that they had been kind of um they've been kind of foreshadowing that even in the first episode like yeah. you know kit was training she wanted to go out and rescue her father eric was kind of selfish, kind of self-involved, very arrogant, um, didn't really care about things as long as he was getting his dick wet. You know, he, he really was all about the fast, easy path rather than the work hard, you know, do the right Right. thing path. He was seduced by the dark side as it was. Um, so yeah, I feel like they were definitely foreshadowing that. Um, he he didn't even put up much of a fight like when she first appeared and he started like basically hitting on her and she's like no fuck off even though that was a play as well right yeah he's like no no i have somebody and i really like her and she's like yeah okay whatever bub you're just another you're just another dude doing this stuff yeah um but he had no problem later on when she kissed him you know he pushed her off after a bit and then he was like "Mm, i don't know if i really want to stop well, my, if I'm stuck here forever, it'd be yep. nice to have this girl to throw it in. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Again, easy path versus. Right. And, and I know that he said to her at one point that he left the city. We saw him leave and we saw him kind of wandering around the countryside and then appear back in the city. He says that he was gone for days, weeks, months. He doesn't know how long. I don't know yep. how much I trust that. Like. I don't know if he was, if he legitimately did say, you know, was trying to keep track. and was like, Jesus, it's been, as far as I can tell, it's been weeks. Like I've watched the sun rise and set constantly. Or yeah. if he was just like a spoiled prince and, oh, I've been out here for so long. Oh. I kind of feel like there was really no way for him to track that time. And it just they could have just been deceiving him to make him think it had been longer than it was. Yeah. But eventually he was worn down and he was so weakened and hungry and this and that or whatever. And and he just he just did whatever she wanted him to do so he could. He never survive. Like when he left the city and wandered around the countryside, he says that it was days, weeks, months. He had no food or water with him. When he popped back into the city, he started drinking the water that she was like, I need to force him to drink this water. And he was drinking it actively. Like he was drinking it before she was. Yeah. And so she didn't really have to convince him much there. But again, how could he have been wandering around that long? So I think you're right. I think that it was some kind of a fuck with your head illusion yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much exactly what it was, I think. Um, 
So, like you said, the whole way Laura's training along the way. This was another example of the soundtrack in this show was fucking amazing. Like oh, yeah. the music that they had while they were doing their montage of training. Banging. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, both, both episodes seven and eight had some great music in them. Yeah. Um, and I do like the fact that there's like a mix of covers mm. and, and like original songs, yes. if you will. Yes. So if it was all covers, then you'd probably say, oh, they're, they're basically um, cheap. They're cheaping out and they're trying to just get cover versions so they don't pay as many royalties. But they're also getting some originals. And it's Disney, so they don't have to worry about cheaping out. Yeah, but honestly, some of the episodes, the cover songs were were done in a way so it fit the scene. Yes. Like the original would not have fit the scene. Mm -hmm. Um. The original would not have fit the scene like the cover did. And I think that that's a wonderful thing about covers. Um, what am I trying to say? The wonderful about covers. The wonderful thing about covers is that they're the only one. No, um, that was a Tigger reference. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> Julia's losing it out tiggers. there. Here's a wonderful thing. Um, no, the wonderful thing about covers is that you can take a song that has an emotional impact and, you know, Sweet Child of Mine always comes to mind. You know, there's there's covers out there that take that and drop it down so that the only musical accompaniment is a piano and they slow it right down and they turn it into a much more brooding, much more serene version. Um, yeah. And it fits it better. Yep. Which was your point. Right. Um, so, you know, our gang shows up at the waterfall. After after trucking across the water, they show up at the waterfall. And Kit and Alora embrace and fall over the edge, you know, because they feel like, hey, this is how we're going to get there. You know, we're, we fall over this endless waterfall. We're going to get to the Immoral City. And they did. And the others I still can't want... believe that the others didn't jump right after them. Like, oh, my God, we've no. got to rescue them. They're just like, wow, that sucks. Well, I mean, ev- eventually um, Jade and, and, and um, Graydon jump eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, Borman is still like, well, let's walk back. And then Willow is going to walk back and Borman's like, well, or, or I guess, you know, we could make sure they don't need any help. Um, so Borman jumps and Willow's the only one that we see that stays and doesn't jump. Right. Initially, of course. Um, you know, there's a great battle. Alora finds her magic. She uses it to, to win. We think. Um, we think the only person in our party that we lose is Graydon. Um, uh, Which, yeah. yeah. Go on. Um, the crone apparently kills Graydon. Uh, but Alora like beats... The, oh, yeah. But he's really just kind of blown into that worm's realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a magnificent battle, uh, Alora kills the crone. 
Uh, and then the crone manages to infect Eric, uh, who fights his sister in Alora. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently Kit just uses childhood memories to 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 help Eric uh, purge himself of the, the crone. Yep. Yep. So that's the real power of love right there. <laughs> they should have been played that. That's the power of that love. That would be funny. Um, um, yeah. But then we get that little bump at the end. Not the full PS, but the no. bump at the end that shows Graydon climbing and like pulling himself out of the rubble of bodies that yeah. was Willow and Alora's vision that they've both seen, yes. you know, yes. but it's later in the future because Willow had a big beard and everything. Um, we, uh, we see him pulling himself up out of that. And Alora is there saying a very short haired Alora though. Yep. Yep. But very red. And she says that it's the time of the new age her age and she wants him by her side and you can see all kinds of beasties and demons uh the two-headed creature that was horribly green screened from the original movie was in the background um that was cool but you know that that's just the worm it's the worm yeah 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 absolutely um, um, but yeah, no, it was a great show. Like my buddy said, like we've said, better than it had any right to be. Yep. Um, I'm excited for a second season. We still haven't gotten a full explanation, but we did learn in the seventh episode that Willow said that he wasn't there when his wife needed him. And yep. because of that, his son ran away. Yes. Um, and Mims is the only one that's left. So his wife probably died and his son took off. Maybe we'll see him down the road. You know, maybe, maybe he's going to yep. show up in a different capacity. But yeah, it, it was, I was glad that we finally got to touch on that. Uh, I was glad that Borman basically realized that he had a beautiful line. Again, I love Borman through all of this. Uh, he had a beautiful line when he took off the curious and he put it on kit. And she's like, it's not going to work. And he goes, no, it'll work for you. She's like, how do you know? He's like, because I finally realized this isn't my story. Yeah. And I did like how when she turned it on, it did work, you know, fired right up, became a beautiful set of armor. Uh, At the end, they're all kind of standing there looking out over the thing. And Jade's like, you're going to take it off? I will eventually. Yeah. When I, when I figure out how. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great show. Um, I don't know. Looking forward we, uh, to the next season. Yeah. Do we want to talk about movies and trailers and such and then go back to yes. Last of Us? All Let's right. do that. All right. So we'll do Last of Us at the end of the show. So movies. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have one. What's your movie? Bullet Train. Oh, what'd you think? Fucking loved it. Um, Isn't it I, fantastic? It's Fan fucking tastic! It's a it's a thrill ride. It's funny as shit. Um, and by the end, my brain felt broken because first off, the story is great. You've got all these different people who end up on this bullet train. They all become interconnected somehow. Um, it's a great cast. the The story is phenomenal. I'm not even going to break down deeply, but here's what got me, and I looked it up. So yeah. As I'm sure you know, the director of this was the director of Deadpool 2, among other things. Um, So Brad Pitt is pretty much the main character. Like, there's a lot of characters, but Brad Pitt is the main character, Ladybug. 
And so three things. First off, we get Brad Pitt all the way through the movie who is standing in for somebody who had a stomach ache and we get a cameo with zero lines, one quick scene and a freeze frame on Ryan Reynolds, yep. which is a exact mirror opposite of Deadpool two with vanisher where we had Ryan Reynolds in the whole movie as Deadpool. And then we get that one split second scene of vanisher getting electrocuted on the power lines. And it turns out it's Brad Pitt. So we get Brad Pitt for one brief second and then it's done. Yeah. Fucking love that. Um, to me, this movie was not as fast paced as I thought it would be considering the title is bullet train. Yep. And the trailer really made it look fast paced. Yes. I was expecting like a Jackie Chan kind of thing. Yes. And we got some great action scenes, but they did a great job telling a story in this as well. And in establishing characters and everything. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Some of the best parts were just the discussions between people. Fucking. Oh my God. Lemon with his breakdowns of Thomas, the tank engine constantly bringing Um, it up. Yes, that was actually he. I think he's pretty much spot on, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that I noticed is the Hornet was played by Zazie Beats, who was yep. also in Deadpool 2. Um, and in Deadpool 2, she played Domino and yep. Domino had the power of luck. And everything in this movie is based around people talking about their good luck, their bad luck. I'm always lucky. It like it was another tie in. It was another way of him saying, you know, hey, I've done both of these things. Um, the train crash at the end was almost spot on from Deadpool 2, including him hitting the giant stuffed cat. Whereas yes. in Deadpool, it was Domino hitting the giant stuffed panda. Like it was it was spot on. Um, I, I really I loved it. it. I loved everything about it. It was great. It was fun. It was funny. Um I can't believe, speaking of cameos, I can't believe that they got um, fucking Magic Mike there to oh, show up. Uh, yes, I know who you're talking about. All I can think of is Ryan Phillippe, and that's not his name. I don't know why no. I'm thinking of Ryan Phillippe. It's definitely not him, but yes, nope. I know who it is. Yeah. So Magic Mike shows up, and he basically has two lines, one here and then one here. Is this the, is this the sex stuff? And it was just perfect. Like he didn't have Channing to have Tatum. anything else. There you go. Channing Tatum. He didn't have to have anything else going on. That was his whole purpose. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that was not, would you watch that on Netflix? I think it is. Yes. Yep. Okay. I watched Emily, the criminal. How was that? Um, it's been on my list for a while. It's not bad, but it's rather, she's a, a, a young woman on the heart of bon luck gets involved with a criminal enterprise or crime enterprise and then says, Oh, I can make money this way. And then just kind of gets involved herself. And then of course, you know, things have to go awry and then it ends the way it ends, which I was unexpected quite frankly. Um, but it was, it was okay. I can't give it a hard sell. But I'm also not going to say that it's terrible by any means or not worth your time. It's just, it's just, just okay. It's just okay. okay. Yeah. Um, unlike see how they run, which is phenomenal. See Absolutely. how they run. Oh yeah. 
Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, so this came out in 2002. I believe it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, it stars um, Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. and a bunch of others. It takes place in 1953 as an Agatha Christie play is celebrating its 100th performance of the play The Mousetrap. Okay. And this is essentially a black comedy whodunit itself. Hmm. Centered around a oh, is this the one with Sayor's Ro- Rowanen? Yes. And she's yes. like the, the she's got the police cap and everything. Yeah, she's okay. uh, she like an inspector, an agent, or something yes. like that. Yep, I remember seeing the previews for this. Now continue. Yeah, it's it's very very good. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it thoroughly. I was actually surprised how much I liked it, how much hmm. I like it. Um, it's one that's been on my list for quite a while, like like uh, Emily the Criminal was. But if I had to have you pick one over the other, I'd go and see how they run over Emily, Emily the Criminal any day of the week. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really thought it was fantastic. This is one I would probably watch again. Now, just to clarify, you said this came out in 2002. I think you mean 2022. Sorry, 2022. Yeah. That's what threw me off at first. I was like, boy, this is an old movie. But no, you're yeah, right. No, yeah. no, 2022. Sorry. But yeah, no, it's it's really, really good. Nice. Yeah. All right. I will check I like that one out. Canon uh, and I watched Alien. It's the first time he's ever seen it. Nice. Uh, back a few weeks ago, I bought the six movie blu-ray set off amazon it was a, one of their flash deal of the day gimmicks for 18.99 and it came with digital copies so it's alien aliens alien 3 alien 4 covenant prometheus and then or alien 4 whatever then alien 5 covenant so it's six movies five alien flicks in the and the prometheus movie so okay um he'd never seen it i know you and i you watched it for the first time I want to say a few years ago with me, but it was probably longer ago than that because time flies. Yeah. Um, that was, that's, it's, it's, it's still a good flick. It's still solid. It still holds up. Didn't realize it came out in 1979. My Blu-ray set comes with the 1979 theatrical version or the 2003 director's cut. So I looked up what the difference was. And it's funny because even though he did the director's cut, Ridley Scott's like, nah, the 1979 was really the perfect film. Hmm. So, yeah, like, I don't know. But anyhow, so we watched that. Uh, I watched... Uh, Addison had never seen Napoleon Dynamite, so we watched Napoleon Dynamite. God! Yeah, it's a great film. Uh, Kate loves it. Uh, we all enjoyed it. Um, it's about it. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It came out in 2004. <laughs> At this point, you should have seen it, but... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kate and I watched Tickets to Paradise or Ticket to Paradise, the uh, oh. George Clooney uh, Pretty Woman movie. There, what's her name? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah, did you and watch? They, this and one? they're both they're estranged parents of the girl. Yeah, I did not. I saw the trailer. It seemed like a generic. It's great. like I could predict the beats of it. So oh yeah, no, no. It's it's yes, it, yes, absolutely. It's your typical rom com. Uh, their parent, their daughter. They both love their daughter. She's amazing. They hate each other, uh, but it's also been twenty years since they separated. So get over it. Um, mm. She graduates college and meets a guy and wants to get married, and they don't approve. And 
hijinks ensue. Okay. So it's it's so you like it's this. Worth, you would like it. You like rom coms way more than I do. You would like it. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a slam or not. It's not, but I'm just okay. saying you would like it. Okay. Um, and then the last movie, Addison and I last night we watched uh, Sick. It's so, the new movie written and produced by Kevin Williams, who Williamson, who did the Scream movies. It came out last Friday on Peacock. Uh-huh. Friday the thirteenth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go ahead. So so the other night, Julie and I do this thing where like the last hour or so of bed, we basically just lay in bed, watch TikToks, and we'll send them to each other and then we'll do a recap where, you know, <laughs> we we sit down and one of us will hold up a phone and we'll like go through. And it's funny too, because quite often we'll send each other the same video at different points. Um, but anyway, so she sent me one and it had a, a scene from that movie. Now She's not a horror fan. She doesn't like horror movies. Yeah. So I always just avoid those with her. And she sent me this scene and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. I just saw the trailer for it. She's like, I want to watch this. I'm like you do. She's like, yeah, I really want to. I'm like, we can make that happen. We can absolutely. Uh, okay. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it looks great. I'm like, okay. So we're going to watch that at some point. It's only like 83 minutes long. There's no oh, wow. BS. It's short. It's fast paced. It gets right into the story straight away. And it's just boom, 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 boom to the end. Um, it's great. I loved it. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Very fun. <coughs> nice. I, and I did watch two, I did watch two other movies. I was going to say, you didn't talk about your recap of Friday the 13th. Yeah. So Friday night, Johnny came over. We had a Friday night, Friday the 13th mini marathon. Kate watched, uh, Kate watched them with us. We watched part five and seven. Part five, a new beginning, mm-hmm. which a lot of people shit on because it doesn't actually have Jason Voorhees in it. It's just a guy pretending to be Voorhees. I mean, neither did the first one, but. Right. Um, but it's still a very well done movie. Um, that was, I don't know, I like it. I think it's good. Um, and then okay. we watched part seven right after it. Uh, the New Blood. This is the uh, the young lady, the, the girl, the woman that has uh, telekinesis. <coughs> Mm-hmm. So she battles Jason with telekinesis and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, storyline, story-wise, between five and seven, five is better. So I I feel like once on. once six hit, nothing oh. else could compare from that point on. Like four no. was good. Yeah, like, four was. I decent. loved four being the culmination in the end. Five was shit upon, partly because four should have been a good ending. Like it should have been. Uh, and then for five to come in and be like, ha ha, it wasn't even Jason. Ha it so badly that they had to really fucking double right. down on six and then make six amazing. Six I, is so good. Like from that point on, it was done. Like you couldn't, they just had yep. to become ridiculous and they did. So I have that shout factory Blu-ray set. So they have some deleted scenes for part seven that were on an old screener copy. And so the quality isn't great. But like, do you remember in part ten? There's the scene where he has the the, the girl in the sleeping bag, and Jason throws beats her against the tree. <laughs> Iconic, yes. Go well, on. he does that in part seven, except it's just one shot to the tree, and then she's done. Yeah. Well, in the in the deleted scenes, though, he is repeatedly bashing her into the tree, and the bottom of the sleeping bag actually breaks open, and blood and debris and 
shit fly out of the sleeping bag toward at the camera. And then he dumps it on the ground and there's her face and she's all stove up and everything. Um, so yeah, that was a lot more graphic of a scene that they cut down to, for the, to, for the R rating. And like the director said, like this movie had been made today and there's no way these would have been cut. It probably would have gotten a PG 13 rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wouldn't have because there was a lot of nudity in part seven. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't dislike any of the Friday the 13th movies per se. Um, Jason takes Manhattan. So part seven, and I kept saying part seven, the new blood, it's part eight, the new blood, mm-hmm. but part seven, Jason takes Manhattan and part nine, Freddie and Jason goes to hell. Not the best. What about Jason X? Again, not the best, but yet better than Jason takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jason takes Manhattan like sewer water, reverts him to a small child, and then like I don't, know. it's like it doesn't make any sense, quite frankly. Oh, Manhattan is part okay. eight, so disregard. So part seven yeah. is the new blood, then part eight is Manhattan, and then part yeah. So yeah, eight and nine are kind of dumb. Uh, ten is is what it is. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. I mean, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, but at that point, they had to do something else. The 2009 Friday the 13th, kind of the reboot, which is the re-imaging of parts one, two, and three, essentially, gets shit on, but it's actually a very good movie, in my opinion. Um, I, I feel the same way, though, about the Friday uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake there with uh, What's-His-Face. Oh, yeah, um, Jack Earl Haley. Jack Harrell Haley. I thought he did a great job as Freddy Krueger. So I did as well. Yeah, and I know I know a lot of people really shit on that one for some unknown reason. So people like to shit on things. Is what it is. <coughs> uh, yeah, they do. They really do. Yep. Trailers. Trailers. Um, I yeah, sent you one for uh, At Midnight coming to you. Sent a shitload of trailers. <laughs> well, for for a brief period there, I sent a shitload, and then that's true they all kind of dried up at midnight, just based on the title without reading anything. I thought, Oh, this is going to be some sort of horror thing or no, no, it's a, it's a lovey dovey rom-com, but it's the worst kind of lovey dovey rom-com. We're basically like this movie starlet is she's dating her co-star and then she catches him cheating. So she runs away and, you know, has this, will they won't they with the guy who runs the hotel there and this is all young adult stuff too it's very much so a not as good version of notting hill yeah yeah so i'm definitely going to pass on this one i say you the trailer for fear what do you think of that uh how far down did you go did i oh sorry it's it's it jumped on me. Disregard oh, that. Yeah. You sent me the trailer for Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Which apparently does take place back in the it's whatever a it was. Yeah. It's a prequel to Greece, yep. Takes place in the fifties. Yeah. Um I'll probably I don't check know. out the first episode with the yep. wife. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. Nor am I. Um I mean Greece is an iconic musical. Greece too should definitely be forgotten. Um yeah, but maybe it'll have some legs. I don't know. They didn't really say if they were going full on musical with this. It's a series on Paramount, but yeah. they didn't say if they were going musical or if they were just going to 
you know, have it be a TV series. Right. Um, yeah, you sent me the trailer to Bo is Afraid. Which is River Phoenix throughout many years. Um, River Phoenix I, is dead, sir. Sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. The, there you go. The worst of the two Phoenixes. Yeah. As a, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, described as a decade-spanning surrealist horror film set in an alternate present. So I'm listening to the trailer, and my wife's like, what are you watching? I'm like, it's this trailer for something called Bo is Afraid. I'm like, I'm, what I'm afraid is that this is terrible, and why did he send this to me? And then I go, oh, it's from the guy that made Hereditary in Midsummer. She goes, no fucking way. Uh-huh. Nice try. I'm not watching that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching this either. Nope, but I had to watch it, so you had to watch it. Yeah. It, yeah, it popped up, and it was like, oh, a new trailer. I didn't know that it was from that person. I saw that it had uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and they were talking about him at different points in his life. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. Nope, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, fuck that. You sent me the trailer to School Spirits. That looks good. That one I will definitely check out. Another Paramount yeah. Plus. Yeah, that looks really good. <clears throat> Yeah, basically a girl, uh, the one who plays the bad girl in Cobra Kai. Um, oh God, I can't think of her name. But anyway, uh, she, she was uh, also on uh, Jesse. I never watched Jesse, but oh, Addison did. So I did by default. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, she basically died at the school and uh, well, was no, murdered. She went, she went missing. So everyone yes. thinks she's missing. But the reality is, is that she's dead. Yes. And it turns out she was murdered. Well, she finds out that she was murdered. So she and the other ghosts on the school grounds have like a support group and such. And now they're trying to um, going to try to solve her murder. Looks like it could be fun. Peyton List is her name. Peyton List. Yeah, I knew it was an odd name. List. Weird last name. Um, But yeah, this actually it looks teen drama-y, but it looks really, really good. Yes. Um, a nice little mystery and everything, or murder mystery. So I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to check that out. Yep. Yep. Um, th- there's Saturday, January twenty eighth. There's going to be a celebrity roast of Bruce Campbell. I cannot wait to find like a bootleg copy or you know an audio recording or something. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, your place or mine. Basically looks like it looks like a cross between um, no strings attached and the holiday yeah. where where Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher have been best friends for years because the first night that they met, they hooked up and it just didn't work out. So they stayed best friends and she is having a really rough time in life. And he says, why don't we swap houses? You come out to L.A., I'll go to New York and watch your kid. And she goes out to L.A. and finds a guy and starts getting with him. And then we find out, oh, Ashton Kutcher has loved her ever since then and always thinks about her and always wants to be with her. So now it's a will they, won't they, blah, blah, blah. Looks good. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. It's very formulaic and it's very ridiculous, but we'll we'll watch it. Yep. Yep. So. And like you said, you sent me Velma, which we now know is out. You watched it. Yep. Um, and then you sent me Fear. Yeah. 
What, what do you welcome. think about Fear? Um, so that's a movie that's coming to theaters, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, does it? What does it want to be? Like, I don't know. Um, does it want to be Venom? Does it want to be? I, I, the the tag is it's a a weekend vacation turns sinister when a group of friends must confront their worst fears. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, and then this other one is a much needed getaway in celebration weekend turns into a nightmare due to the contagious airborne threat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know what it wants to be. Um, but I mean, I don't know. If it ends up on a streaming service or on DVD somewhere, I probably will check it out. Okay. That's about it. Um, Ghost got renewed for a third season. Awesome. Yay. Super excited. <laughs> no, sincerely, yay. Yeah, I, I'm really happy about this because, as we said earlier, we love this show. Yep. Um, I sent you the trailer. Jeez, I feel like there was something else in there that I missed. Wolfpack. Oh, there we go. Okay. Sarah Michelle Geller hunting werewolves this time instead of vampires. Yeah. It's a it's a spin-off of Teen Wolf, the series, which I never watched. Me neither. Hard it pass. Looks, it looks like uh, teen drama. I'm all set. Sharper. This looks good to me. Basically, um, you've got Julianne Moore, and uh, all I can think of is uh, not the big giant head, but um, Earth Dick there um john lithgow yes john lithgow um they are married dating he's a billionaire she loves him for his money sebastian stands her son there's it's he basically wants part of the money too but he's a piece of shit yeah and and there's and then john lithgow has a son that appears to be black but they're not the best of friends and no, very estranged. It's uh, Will Smith's son, I think. And I think what it really is, is that it's it's going to be a uh, a cat and mouse or whatever. You know, they're trying to rip off the old guy and they're trying to set up his son. But most likely he's probably got his own con game going. It's like a big con movie. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I will definitely check it out. It's a yeah. movie. It's going to be on Apple TV yeah. plus. Yeah. Uh, you sent me the big crystal lake update. That's what I was looking for earlier when I was scrolling down through, I was like, wait, wasn't there something in here about crystal lake? And then I found it now. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh yes, I did. I think I kind of touched on it earlier. All we really found out is that there's going to be some different writers and different, um, you know, like I said, he has a four season story he wants to tell. And, uh, Oh, it looks good. Like it just, I'm, I, it looks good. So. I'm excited for it. Um, I can't wait to see what happens with the series. I hope they do it justice. I hope they do it right. I hope they do it justice. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm sorry, 
I apologize, but it had to be done. I had to send you the trailer for Gotham Knights. Okay. On the CW. This looks fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Terrible. Like, even the trailer looks low-budget, trashy, like, low-budget, terrible glitter box. No one's going to watch this fucking movie. Like, it looks terrible. Did you get the distinct impression that, like, somebody slipped this out there because either A, they were trying to pull a joke, or B, because it never got through to them that that all the CW Flash Arrowverse shows were canceled. Like, nobody got that memo in this department, so they were like, let's put out the trailer, and then somebody went, oh, shit, weren't we supposed to tell them? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. It looks fucking dumb. It doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look good at all. Batman's no. dead. The Joker's daughter killed him. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just looks bad. Bad. Yes, it does. Bad, 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 bad. Fucking bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The other news thing I had was is that we're apparently getting a season four of True Detective. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be called Night Country, starring Jodie Foster, and it takes place in Alaska. Okay. I don't know anything more than that. So. I I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. So The Last of Us. If you don't want spoilers, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. If you want some spoilery shit, have a listen. So this show, I think the way that it's going to work is um, it's going to be kind of like how you and I discussed The Young Rock, except in reverse. Like <laughs> I say, hey, I really liked this. Tell me how it was in real life. And you're like, yeah, it's spot on. Or no, that wasn't really accurate at all yeah um, and i can do the same thing for the comparison of this to the game with the caveat that this you know i'm not saying oh they fucked up because they changed this from the game anything that i say like oh this is what happened in the game this is what happened in the show like it's meant to say that these are two very distinct things and while they've said that the show will only cover the two existing video games i still look at it as its own thing so I already noticed a few changes and all of them I've loved so far. So, so I, I've never played the games. I don't know what the premise of the games is about. Yep. I, my assumption was, uh, a knockoff version of, or not a knockoff version, but basically a someone else's <laughs> version of the walking dead mm-hmm. or, um, resident evil yep. or a combination of the two or whatever. Okay, I watched this show based on the hype, mm-hmm. and I like Pedro Pascal. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, the show. Yeah, I remember up, last week you were like, I don't know if I'm even gonna watch it. Yeah, and no, I kind of right. like, I, I almost forced you to. I was like, dude, you've got to watch this. Well, I did. Um, 
So it's kind of interesting. It opens in 1968. And I don't know how much more of these have to do with the show. Um, but they're talking about uh, fungi, which is kind of interesting. And how fungi can be a great threat to man because people can get a fungal infection in their brain. And it can basically make them a like take over their body and prevent decomp and all this other stuff. And one mm-hmm. of the other doctors says, well, yeah, but that would never happen because fungus can't live past 94 degrees. Yep. And our bodies are 98 degrees. Da da da. And basically he's like, saying it would have no reason to infect people because yeah. it would die out. Right. And he goes, yeah, but what if the temperature rises and the world just keeps getting warmer and it forces the fungi to evolve so it can survive and stay alive. Mm-hmm. And then it's allowed, and then it can survive over 98 degrees. And then therefore <coughs> humanity would be wiped out because realistically we have no cure or preventive treatment <coughs> of fungal infection, Yep. which I thought, is that really true? Because um, they are talking about a fucking uh, vaccination by the end of the episode. You know what I mean? Like, like the premise is he's taking this young, this girl cross country because she's immune yeah. to create a vaccine, right? Like yeah. this is before I watched any of the episode. That's what that's you know when yep. I watched the trailer, or whatever. That's what it is. So <coughs> I, I don't know. Again, well, I I'm not sure the exact science, the biology, or anything like that. However, yeah. like they said, <coughs> there's like a fungus can't grow inside of people. Yeah. So if it can't grow inside people and it can't take root, how would they study it to make a vaccine? Like there, there's nothing. Oh, you know? Yes. That makes sense. Then that makes sense. Like if, if they can't get it to grow inside of a person, then they can't do anything. Like there's nothing to cure. So, yeah. So I got where they were that whole scene right there. Had it, it, there was nothing in the game about that. Um, okay, so that was going to be my really, follow-up. Yeah, I really appreciated it. I loved it. It was a great hook. You know, it got you right in because it was 1968, yep. you know, way before any of this stuff. So it was just kind of setting the stage. Yeah, and then we jumped to 2003, you know, and we get, meet Joel. And we meet, his, we meet Sarah and Joel's brother Tommy, and they're in Texas, and... They work construction and it's Joel's birthday and, you know, obviously Joel's wife or is whatever is gone, you know, and, and, and we, we meet Sarah, the daughter, we get a stab, we get attached to her as a character and we meet their next door neighbors and they have a really nice dog and, and mercy. Like, they're all friendly with each other, you know, and, you know, it's nice. It's nice. And then, you know, she goes to get her dad's watch fixed and the watch lady's wife is like, you need to fucking go home. We're closing up shop. And there's cop cars racing everywhere and SWAT teams. And it's like, it's like it shit's hitting the fan, but she's like not watching the news or anything to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was, that was a little odd to me that she went so many hours without knowing what was going on mm. um, because she didn't turn the news on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're watching a, her and her dad are watching a flick because he gets home late from work, like 10 o'clock at night. And then he has to go bail his brother out of jail. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., uh, gets startled by the dog 
from the neighbor's house who's afraid. So she goes to bring the dog back and then she hears something inside and her dad's not around. And she goes inside to, to, to see what's going on. And then there's the old lady that was for all intents and purposes was kind of sitting in a chair in a vegetative state. And she's, you know, chewing on her daughter or whatever the old lady there, the other old lady that wasn't as old that lived with her. And that, that was startling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Tommy shows back, uh, you know, Tommy and Joel show back up just at the right time to stop the old lady from killing the daughter. And, and then they flee. We got a great kind of chasing scene of them trying to get out of town and, and a really kind of cool scene. Like it's really cool looking like when the commercial planes are flying super low, but they're like in a row and then one crashes and then, you know, everything going on and then there's an accident and then they end up like down by the river. And then like the, the army guard, like, I guess he got orders to shoot him. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> kill Sarah and, and wounds Joel and Tommy kills the, the army guy. And then we fast forward 20 years. So, um, a, my wife was shocked that the daughter died. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what her status was going to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, is that how's that compared to the video game? So good point to to catch up on. Um, in the game, the first scene, like when you when you boot up this game and you start playing, you start out as Sarah, and you're waking up in the middle of the night and you don't know what's going on. So all of that backstory and everything, her in town, the the cop cars, was never there. I love that they put it in because, like you said, you got attached to Sarah. Like you certainly did. In the game, the rest of it plays out pretty close, and I'll get into that in a second. But what you see is what you get. So, yes, when she gets shot, it's tragic, but you like, there's not as much emotional weight as the show adds because the show adds her as a real person. She's got a loving relationship with her dad. You know, mm-hmm. she went, she got his watch repaired. She took his, I like her line, you know, where she's like, well, I could have taken 60, but I put 40 of it back because I'm a, I'm an honest thief. Um, you know, she's, she's got legitimate depth to her. She's compassionate. Um, so I love that we got that backstory. Uh, as far as the shit hitting the fan and her not watching the news, my first thought living here where I do is, and I've told you this before you've even seen it when you've come over is that at any given time I could hear seven different sirens go by. You know, oh, there's a cop, there's an ambulance, there's a second ambulance, there's three fire trucks, there's another cop. And like the most I'll do is go, oh, something bad must be happening up the road. Like it doesn't affect me as much. So, yeah, when she didn't see them, but we saw like three cop cars and I believe a SWAT truck go by, you know, she said, boy, it seems like there's a lot of cops out. And they're like, yeah, there's always cops out in the city these days. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't see. So, oh, I I have umbrage with that because I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you weren't at a store that suddenly closed early and the person right. told you to go home. It's not safe. You right. know what I mean? Or yep. seeing all kinds of people being in full arms panic. <clears throat> be curious enough to say, hey, have you watched the news? But then dismiss it enough to be like, yeah, I'm not going to bother to turn it on, though. But did you notice that her neighborhood was not panicking? Like she got home and nobody was panicking. Nobody was running around. Like everyone was just, she even asked the old people. She's like, is anything going on the news? They're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. 
Oh, the woman, you know, she's like, oh, you got to get, they got to get with Jesus. These people, they got to get with oh, Jesus. It was, three nails uh, plus one cross. Three nails plus one cross is forgiven. Yeah. Or some um, shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked all of the backstory. I kind of got where that was happening, but it was definitely a shit hits the fan moment where everything started going to hell. Um, you know, Tommy's phone call to Joel where he was like, you got to come pick me up. Some guy just went nuts in the bar and started taking, uh, taking a swing at a lady. So I intervened. And, um, the, the chase scene that you talked about where you said, you know, the, the truck ride, there were spots in there that I shit you not were shot for shot remakes. When they pulled up to that intersection, you watch the cops go racing by and they went the other way. I've got side-by-side comparisons. Even the street signs were the exact same, like the same thing that the highway number and everything. Um, the, the house that was on fire when he's like, Oh, that's Pete's place. Uh, that was straight out of the game. The, the city streets and watching them like move through the city. Like basically somebody was playing the game and saying, okay, line up the shot like this. We need them to turn down this alley. It was beautiful. I loved it. A few, tweaks especially when we got down to the part about the uh, river you know when they got down there it was more like down an embankment and such but yeah um i knew what was coming and julia did not so she's like oh my god i didn't think she was gonna die yeah unfortunately it's it kind of sets joel's bitterness like that is why he's bitter also just fyi um they you know the date was september 26th which of course i remember because it's the day after my birthday but that's now considered um outbreak day so every year on september 26th uh it's a quasi holiday you know naughty dog the creators of the game sony they'll put out news about another game or they'll just put out some promotional material um about the world of the last of us because that is outbreak day, September 26th, 2003. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of cool. It's a pop culture thing, but yeah, so much of it was like spot on shot for shot remake. I loved it. Uh, but I really loved the fact that there was so much more weight to Sarah's death because of the backstory that we got. So, Okay, it does make it better because by them adding that backstory and establishing Sarah as a a likable character and everything else, it is good because then when you fast forward to the end of this episode Mm -hmm. and you have the army guard and he's pointing his gun at them and he's going to kill the girl, um, he flashes back to that. Yep. And it's relatable. And so when he beats the guy to death with his bare hands, you're like, oh, he wasn't beating this guy to death. He was beating the guy that killed his daughter to death. Yes. That was another scene pulled right out of the game. Okay, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, So then it fast forwards to 2023. Mm -hmm. And they're in Boston. Now, my wife's biggest question is she would really like to know how we got to Boston. Um, They never really touch upon it. It's just one of those things where, you know, these guys were down in Texas. Now they're in Boston. Yeah, it just seems odd. There's a lot of of backstory that's been kind of excluded, if you will. Yep. Um, from this, as far as how did Joel get to Boston? How did he meet? I can't think of the girl's name that he's that he's with. He's um, with Tess. Tess. Okay. How did they meet? Who I didn't even recognize her. I had to look her up. Yeah. So I'm like, she was in fringe. Yeah. But anyhow, so I, uh, 
but you're right. There's no, they, yeah. they don't really explain a lot. They talk about how he is a runner, you know, he's done some smuggling stuff. Um, but yeah, they don't really talk about how they ended up that far North, um, over these 20 years. There's a lot going on in the United States. Pockets of people are kind of isolated to bigger cities that are, as you saw, federal controlled, you know, military state. Yeah. Um, so once we fast forward to 2023, the first thing we see is a little boy, you know, coming into the city or coming into the quarantine zone and they got him in the wheelchair and it's to protect. So he doesn't fall out of it. That's why we have you buckled in here. Let's, let's give you a test. Let's, and we're watching this whole thing play out and then they give him some medicine and I go, yeah, they just euthanized that kid. Yep. And my wife goes, well, I go, yeah, yeah. They just euthanized him. He's probably sick. Cause well, how do you know? I go, well, because he gave him the test and the screen had a red light mm-hmm. and not a green light. <laughs> So I've never seen this, but that kid just got euthanized. And then sure as shit, you know, we have the scene of them loading all the bodies into the big fire. Mm -hmm. And um, that was one of them. Yep. Interesting that, you know, they've got these military states and everything just boils down to manual labor. You know, you earn your keep there in in the form of those credit papers you know this one's worth one this one's worth four and you earn your keep by doing yeah yeah by manual labor like in this case he was burning bodies and then scooping up the ashes afterwards and you know what do you got tomorrow well there'll be street sweeping and sewer duty which one pays more the one that involves shit okay sign me up right yeah what pays more so my wife and i were discussing the fact that it's been 20 years Mm -hmm. so there's been no, like, in our mind, we're like, no one's making clothes. You know what I mean? Like, maybe people are making shirts, but, like, there's nothing mass produced, nothing being manufactured. Nope. So all these trucks and all these vehicles are 20 years old. Yep. They're breaking down. How reliable? Like, we're talking about that stuff, you know? And then, like, they do touch on, like, oh, there's a plant in Atlanta that's making bullets and, high, and, and oxy. That's all they're making, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So... Allegedly, know. you know, it could be one of those urban yeah. rumors. But yeah. to your point, they actually touched upon that where he's like his whole goal is to get a truck and the truck requires a working battery. And those are hard as fuck to find. Yeah, because batteries on vehicles aren't supposed to last 20 years, you know? No, no, they're not. Um, yeah. And, and then also, like, he has a secret cubby hole in the floor of things he's hiding. He pulls out like a wrench and a crowbar. And it's like, okay, you're hiding those things? Mm-hmm. Like, because they didn't touch on what's not a lot. Like, the gun, okay, I get that. But then he pulls out an, a road atlas. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, huh. Um, so they definitely establish him as a badass character. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when his woman, like, when the other bad guy, he's, like, he's deathly afraid of it. Yeah. You know, he's horrible. Like, this other guy. That, you I, know, yeah, I love the interrogation scene when he's just yes. like, like she got worked over by his guys and he's like, what can we do to make this right? Cause I don't want Joel coming after me. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just going to go. Well, no, because <laughs> he's going to come after me. I'll just say I was jumped by some kids. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you look, you sold our battery. So you get our battery back or give us our money back, but you spent our money and that stuff happens, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I like later like, well, when she says to Joel though, she's like, 
Robert, I swore to Robert that you weren't going to hurt him, but I really want you to want hurt, you to him. hurt <laughs> him. Yeah. Yeah. He's terribly afraid of you. You know, I just, it's just interesting. It's just mm-hmm. interesting. You know, there's obviously a rift that happened. There's the fireflies, which is like the resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, because the government is basically like you see, they're executing people by hanging them because they violated by leaving the quarantine zone. Yep. Which I don't know. doesn't really seem harsh to me because quite frankly, <clears throat> them violating the quarantine zone puts everybody at risk. Yeah. Cause they can so, get sick, bring it back with them. There's mm-hmm. no cure for it yet. So they got to make sure like, yeah, it's, and that's one of the reasons that Joel was hiding things like the crowbar, the wrench, the hammer, because those are tools that he uses on his runs to get outside the city, get outside right. the quarantine zone, get back in. Um, those are the same thing with the Atlas. Like the, you're expected to just live inside these quarantine zones. Like that is it. Once you're in, you're fucking in and you're not allowed out. So as you right. saw, somebody breaks quarantine, they're hanged. You know, yeah. you're done. Yeah, it's it's a death penalty. It's a death sentence, yep. essentially. Yep. Uh, I don't know. So we meet the fire. We learn about the fireflies, which is the resistance. You know, we learn about um, some of the fireflies, like the leaders in the Boston QZ, because mm-hmm. apparently there's all these quarantine zones across the U.S. And this is the Boston one. Um, and then those people are pretty. I mean, like she's bleeding out. So I don't know if she's going to die or not, but like. Like Fun fact, yeah. Marlene, she's the only character who that woman, that actress, was the same one who provided the voice for Marlene in the game. Oh, so in funny. the game, she was Marlene, and in here, she's Marlene. So okay, that's cool. that's cool. Yep. Um, is she say is she someone that we see in the game throughout the game at all? Well, you you see her. She is a character in the game, and she does pop up. So yes. Okay. Well. Anyhow, uh, Joel and his lady friend, they are trying to get their battery back, and they found out where Robert's going with the battery. And so they they know an underground entrance in to get there, um, and they come up through the back way, and and there's a big gunfight, and a bunch of people are dead, including Robert and his men. And apparently he went there to sell the Fireflies a shitty battery. And there was a gun, there was a gunfight and everyone was killed except Marlene and her number two, whose mm-hmm. ear was shot off. That was graphic. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And so that, I mean, is that on par with the game so far? Yeah. Um, one thing that was interesting, and I kind of told you about this earlier, I think like last week, but they made one change. And this is kind of the reason that they that they had that little bumper in the beginning from 1968, because originally in the game, it was it was still fungal based. But they were like, oh, everywhere. Like you saw the guy in the basement when they were like, oh, he wasn't here last time. You know, he's kind of like fused to the wall as just yes. yeah. a fungal thing. So places like that where it was dark and damp. um, bodies would go like that and then the spores would fill the air and so you could be very susceptible so basically in the game there would be places like that where you had to put on a gas mask before you could go down and you had to have a strong filter because otherwise you know the spores would get in so the guys in the beginning in the 60s were supposed to kind of talk to that because now that we understand how airborne viruses work how airborne pathogens in general work yeah they don't last. They do not survive floating around in the air like that. Um, it just doesn't happen. So 
that's why they made this change and turned them into like the tenderly type things that you saw coming out of grandma's mouth. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So when they went down there, like in the game, they did go down there and they saw the bodies, but it was all filled with spores. So it's very, it becomes more claustrophobic because you get the, the limited area of your gas mask that you can see through and such. Um, yeah. But yes, yes. So far it's, it's pretty, pretty spot on to the game, right. which I'm really enjoying. Uh, why don't you tell us about L? Well, Ellie. first I wanted to touch upon the whole reason that they're trying to get a truck and batteries because Tommy's gone missing. Tommy yes. goes on these officially sanctioned runs for Fedra um, yeah. with other people. So they do have some working vehicles, but they're kept by the government slash military. Um, and he's gone on a run and he's usually in contact every day or so. He has not been in contact for three weeks. He was talking out of Wyoming. Like the, the tower that he was communicating through is in Wyoming. They're using ham Casper, radios. Wyoming. Yep. Yep. So that just shows that, yes, the breadth of this goes the entire United States. It's not that this whole thing is limited to Boston. And you will see that. Um, and I'll cut back a little bit real quick. Cause I remember yeah. like when they were trying to get out of town in Texas, the daughter Sarah brought up like, what if this is worldwide? What if there is no safe place to go? Because they're like, well, we got maybe we'll get to Mexico or yep. like, you know, they're trying to figure out how to get out of there. And she's the one that's like, well, what if there is no place to go? What if this yep. is everywhere? What are we going to do then? Sorry, keep going. Nope, that's fine. Uh, and it's a very good point, too. Uh, so, yes, we meet Ellie. And I'll be interested to see because after the game came out, they came out with one piece of DLC, which was a prequel. And it showed her escape that they alluded to here. So basically Ellie was dumped in an orphanage. It, it was a Fedra military school. Um, back when she was a baby, we find out that um, Marlene dumped her there. And well, and Marlene she, says she did in the yes. first episode. Yeah. Yep. She's like, Oh, I dumped you there. And she's like, are you my mother? Do I look like your mother? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she decided she'd had enough of that. She didn't want to be, in a military school. So she escaped. Um, there's a DLC that deals with that. And I don't know if it'll be included in here in flashbacks or whatever, but essentially um, in case it's not Ellie was in a mall. Like she found her way to a mall. There was another girl there that she was friends with and they kind of hold up there. And I believe Marlene actually mentioned her in passing. I, I forget the name, but she said, you know, yeah. was so-and-so, an asshole. And she's like, okay. Um, but they basically decided that they were going to hold up in the mall and just live out their lives there. And some bad people caught up with them and some infected caught up with them as well. And that's where she got the bite on her arm that has since healed. So when we meet her, you know, it's, <laughs> it's thinly veiled, but basically she's chained to the floor and they come in every day and ask her, what's your name? Can you slowly count to 10? Um, they're basically testing to see if she's turned yet, because as we see from the side on the wall, like if you're bit in the head or neck area, you'll turn within 15 minutes. If it's an arm, it's like yes. eight hours. And if it's a leg, you've got like up it's to like 24 hours, 12 to 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she, we find out by the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah, she was bitten over three weeks ago and has not turned, has no symptoms whatsoever. So she is right. literally the most important person in the world right now. And they're trying to get her to like someplace. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know where, 
but it's outside the Boston quarantine zone. And Marlene had a note from like the radio guy and she shows it to her number two who reads it. And she's like, oh, yeah, we got it. We got to get her there. So obviously there's some place where they are developing a vaccine or they're working on a vaccine or whatever it is. Uh, But as we've seen, like. The soldiers test people and if they test red, they just shoot them. Yep. And. So this is in her blood, but it's not affecting her. Exactly. And so (laughs) when Joel and company show up to try to get their battery back and get revenge against Robert and everything, they find the shootout, everyone dead. They find Ellie and Marlene and her number two. And Marlene basically, they know each other. And she's like, Joel, you need to take her. They don't tell her. They don't tell Joel why, but you need to take her and take her to the Massachusetts state house, which is, Mm -hmm. um, outside the Boston quarantine zone, apparently mm-hmm. and meet with the other fireflies that are there and they will give you supplies. They will give you a good truck. They will give you a battery, everything you need, Guns, everything. You yes. Need. Because she is the most important thing right now. Yep. Yep. Um, it was interesting. So I will say this, Neil Druckmann is the director slash writer of the games. Um, brilliant guy. But his worlds that he creates, like the exchange that you saw between Joel and Ellie, okay, when they first meet and like she goes to stab him because she doesn't know who he is. There was just this big gunfight. She thinks that he's one of them. So, um, you know, he knocks her down and steps on her knife and she keeps trying to get it back. And she's like, you asshole, fuck you. And, uh, you know, even when he knows he's got to take her with him, he lifts his foot off the knife and then kicks away from her. Because he doesn't trust her. Like this whole world is absolutely filled with people who don't trust each other, who don't like each other. Um, It, a good point of reference, like when this game came out, it was, uh, I want to say 2013. So it was 10 years after now we've got 20 years after because you know, it's 2023 now, but anyway, um, when the fireflies are talking and they kind of give that little bit of exposition, they don't hit you over the head with it, but they kind of say, you know, we've been doing this for 20 years and we haven't made any ground. That's not a revolution. That that's just, you know, people trying to do what they can. So this is, this is like the prolonged effect of the rebellion in star Wars. You know, these guys have been trying to fight back against the federal government and making zero ground in 20 years. They're they're cells of, quote unquote, freedom fighters or terrorists, depending on which side you're looking at. And they uh, they're fairly well organized, but they do nothing but guerrilla tactics. You know, they can't exactly walk around with weapons. Um, As you saw, you know, he was hiding a crowbar because that's to get out, but it's also a weapon. Um, So they don't have uh, they don't. They can't brandish weapons. They have yep. to blend in with everybody else. So you never know. I mean, that guy walks up to Joel and he's like, hey, if you get lost, he's like, if you say, look to the light, I'm going to punch you in the throat. And he's like, okay. I'm going to break your jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because they all have to operate clandestinely and they're still fucking losing like bad. Uh, patrols are stepped up. They're getting shot on site. So it's not a rebellion like you would hope for. It's not the happy rebellion. It's fucking people who are trying and failing. Um, and that's a lot of what Druckmann's world is, is people trying and people failing. So there is a desperation and a hopelessness that kind of permeates everything. And I definitely felt that in this 
first episode. I didn't realize it was an hour and a half long for the first episode. Um, yeah, it was an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are okay. movies out there that are shorter than that. I mean, sick is only 82 minutes, which is only like five minutes longer. Yeah. Uh, so far though, I loved it. Um, as a yeah. fan of the game and, and as somebody who just likes good shows, I really liked it. Um, so Joel agrees to take Ellie to the Massachusetts state house. Um, they go back to his apartment. They hang out there for a while. Shit happens. And then finally Joel and Tessa and Ellie leave. Uh, curfew's begun. So they're trying to leave the, the quarantine zone and they run into a uh, patrol. And this, this guard soldier, if you will, uh, knows Joel because earlier we saw Joel sell him some pills for quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And some cigarettes, apparently. Yep. And he even said to Joel, hey, by the way, because of everything going on, there's extra patrols. There's this, that and everything else. You, you just don't go out at night for the next few days. OK, just stay in, please. You know, um, yeah, people are getting shot on site. Yeah. And you just you got to do this. And so when he sees Joel, he's like, come on, I told you, like, why are you doing this to me? Like, he's almost blaming Joel, like. You know, why, you know, like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. He's like, this is like, um, not executable, but this is a capital offense, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, go on your knees, turn around, let's do it by the book. And they're testing them. And that's when we find that Ellie's got this in her blood, but obviously she's still alive and this and that. But she stabs the guy in the leg because, you know, she doesn't want to be tested. And yep. then Joel ends up beating him to death. And then you hear other guards coming and I'm like, take his gun, take all his fucking gear. Like, mm-hmm. why are you leaving anything behind? Quite frankly. Um, but yeah, even earlier when he sold him the pills, he's like, Hey, I need that plastic bag back because it's again, yeah. like there's, there's nothing. Cause there's no manufacturing going on somehow. Yeah. They're still refining <laughs> gasoline though. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't tell me 20 years. They haven't used up everything they could use up, you know? Yeah. No, I can't so, imagine. So obviously that's ha- maybe it's something they won't question. We just we ignore it and pretend, pretend it doesn't happen or whatever. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it ends. Like they pretty much accepted her answer pretty damn quickly that she's okay mm-hmm. and she's not infected. Um, which honestly, if we go by what the chart is, they've been around her long enough that that wound on the arm she would be showing symptoms and and trying to eat them. Yeah, but I will say this, too. Um, they discovered that in the heat of the moment, and they want to get their payday. So yeah. it will come up again. I can guarantee it. You know, okay. this is not something where they're just like, okay, we trust you. Like, nobody trusts anybody here. Well, essentially, we've, you know, we've seen, like, in, in, that, in the trailers and everything, there's a scene where it's just Joel and Ellie in the truck, and he's telling her, yeah, you're cargo. Mm-hmm. But we only see the two of them. Mm-hmm. But then there's other scenes where he's like, you can't tell anyone about that. Let's keep that to ourselves. And it's just the two of them. So something obviously happens to Tessa, apparently. That's my assumption. Mm. But I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure you know from right. the game. I do. I know. I Especially where they said that they're following the games very closely. The only yeah. thing that really was, hu- like, like I said, they added some backstory stuff. Uh, they did change one thing, which is that in the game, like, 
Ellie and Marlene had something like they knew each other and it was kind of explained later on in the DLCs and such, but Ellie and Marlene had like a bond, a relationship, like they trusted each other. By the time Joel came into the picture, Marlene was like, Hey, this girl's really important. You need to get her out of here for me. Um, in this one, like she meets her and then like five seconds later is like, Joel, take her. She's like, I'm not going with him. Um, you know, whereas in the game, it was a little more trusting because Ellie trusted Marlene. Marlene vouched for Joel. So that it could just be a minor tweak to it, or it could have big changes down the road either way. Um, yeah, I, I, (laughs) I'm digging it. And yes, I do know everything that's going to happen. So it'll be fun to watch it play out, but also, like I said, the, Druckmann makes a dark world. He he makes a very dark, hopeless world. So, yeah. So my assumption be, and this is just me assuming because I've sure. never played the game. I haven't. I'm not. I don't care about reading spoilers. You know that. But yep. my assumption is they're going to get to the state capitol building there, <laughs> and their rendezvous people aren't going to be there, or they're dead, or whatever, and then. You know, that's how it ends. And something happens to test there or maybe later on. But like, that's why he ends up continuing to take her on the road. Like this. That's the point of the story is is the road story between with the two of them. So he's got to somehow be the one to take her on the road. So that's my theory on that. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but anywho, that's that on me. That's how I feel about that. Well, I look uh, forward to watching it unfold, and I look yes. forward to uh, talking with you more about it as the uh, weeks go by. All in all, I like the show. I don't know if I'll be able to get every episode in on Monday before we record because it airs Sunday night, yep. and HBO is really um, not strict, but like if it airs Sunday night at nine, it's not going to be on HBO Max until Sunday night at nine type of thing. Right. And I may not have time to watch it on Monday before we record. Yep. With Kate, where she wants to watch it and everything. But it is definitely something I'm going to try to make it a point to do. Good. Yeah. But if you um, don't, then, you know, we'll just we'll catch up when we do. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I even though I'm not a fan of the games. And it's just simply because I've never played them. I do thoroughly enjoy this first episode. Excellent. Um, as did my wife. And again, she it's not that she's not a fan of the games. She doesn't right. play the games. Just like I don't play the games. <clears throat> right. I don't even own a game system that I can play them on. Correct. You do not. Um, I mean, yes, we do have a switch in the house. Um, and Kaden does like- have an Xbox One. But nope, this is Sony exclusive, so it's only PlayStation. Oh, okay. See, so I can't. I could even. Yeah. So I do not own a a gaming system. I could even play it on. So it looks like as of right now, IMDb lists this as nine episodes. Yep. And the ninth episode will be March twelfth. All right. So we've got uh, a good few weeks. Yep. 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 Nice. Cool. All right, I don't have anything else. Nor do I. So that's the show. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter. 
I am. What is this? March 1st for the Mandalorian? Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Beautiful. We'll have oh, a little Pedro Pascal that. crossover there. I know. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I was reading that after, I think it was the second season of the Mandalorian or something like that. Um, he was in pretty high demand and all these projects came at him and this was mm-hmm. one of them and he chose this one. Awesome. Yeah. Um, nice. Good. I was heartbroken the other day when I went upstairs to talk to my daughter because she's been my little horror movie buddy, watch, you know, watching buddy. And I said, hey, your brother and I are going to watch um, Alien. I know you've never seen it. You want to come watch it? What's it about? I'm like, well, it's about an alien, honey. It's about a space crew in the future. Uh, who uh, come across this uh, this alien being that starts uh, killing everybody. So it's a little horror sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. I don't really like sci-fi. What? I go, don't you like Star Wars? And she go, I, she go, I, go, I go, what? You like Star Wars? And she just goes, do I, though? Ah. Oh. Hit you right in the dad junk. Oh, I know. So hard. And I'm like, but, but <sighs> and I just mm-hmm. got defeated. Wow. Sorry, man. Yeah, me too. <coughs> All right, buddy. So you're the superstar. ML. Oh, yeah. I'm on Twitter. I'm superstar ML. Quantum Geek G33K. That's the show. Yeah. We'll uh, talk to you later.